0: No thanks Hendrik. Just also person sitting next to you. I've got a tough one for you. I'm serious this time around. <laughs> I didn't say that. Also person sitting next to you, what is humility? What is nederigheid? Look, I don't believe it can be put in a sentence, but for the sake of the exercise, ask the question. See if you can come up with at least one or two ideas. What is humility? You can't eat it. That's a tip. Awesome, let me pray for us. Precious Holy Spirit, as we are gathered here, we know that if you do not open the windows of our hearts, there is no light that can come in. So we present ourselves before you, our minds which has the ability to understand as you give. Our hearts that can be changed when you touch it. I even put our callings before you. Everyone in this room has been called by you in one way or another, and I pray that you will come and touch your people. You have the authority, Lord, and we are happy about that, that you will come and have your way amongst us this morning. Amen so we're spending some time on this idea of the mind of christ what was in jesus in his heart and in his mind that caused him to live in a certain way and how can that be mine a few weeks back i spent two weeks on the idea of the electric fence that we've got the ability to catch impulses that comes our way and that we can rule and reign by the power of the spirit we're not just victims of things that comes our way thoughts etc here i want to spend some time on the humility of christ and ask the question how can i make that mine it is one thing to look at jesus at his life and say man that's incredible i can see his humility it's a different thing to make that your own. How does that work? Where do I get the power to do that? Is that even possible? That's what I want to explore this morning. Oh, I want to stop myself first. First. I want to invite little Ingrid to the front and also the other people that must come with her. (laughs) Yes. I saw people being nervous at the back, and then I normally know. I actually have a note, but it's at the end of my slides, which is not helpful because this needs to happen right now. Will you come up all the way to the front and put a little Ingrid in the middle with the parents, and then, um, shall I say, the choir can surround, surround them. Wow. If you've got a skill with a piano, you can stand there by the piano and just give us uh, a background. (laughs) I just want to welcome Vian, Lisa, and little Ingrid here this morning. And. The family and and friends that's here to stand with him. We are very excited um, just to be in this moment and share this incredible moment with you. Wow, she is so small. From up close, she's also small. I just want to say that. We dedicate babies because we believe that even though we have been granted the opportunity to raise the children the Lord gives us, we truly believe that they belong to him. And that we have a privilege to co-parent with God. With him being the primary parent and we being his hands and feet in the lives of our children. And, and here specifically, little Ingrid. And What a privilege to receive a gift from the Lord and to have god on our side you know when we raise our children last night three o'clock Janae and i also needed god on our side (laughs) to trying to raise our children but it is it is sacred life is from the lord every every baby that gets conceived and born until the day when we we breathe our last breath we're all just children before the face of the lord and what a privilege we have to walk a road with a little life like this. I don't want to talk too much. I want to just ask Vianne and Lisa to share a little bit just on what brought them here, and maybe something about Ingrid or about their journey. We are here to listen and stand with you guys.
1: Um, Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, she's... Yesterday she was officially two weeks old, um, and not that tiny when that is. 3.7 kilos and 52 centimeters. So uh, a big baby, um, but I always say she didn't have a choice. She had to be tall because look at us. <laughs> so um, yeah, I don't know. For those who don't know, um, it's been a bit of a journey for us. And <clears throat> um, yeah, a few years ago we lost a baby. Uh, and it, it, it kind of shattered us a little bit. Um, yeah, but God has just restored so much and so much more. And, uh, the love we have for her is, yeah, you, you, you can't comprehend the love we have for her. And even for each other, it's almost like Lisa said it to a friend of hers the other day that um, it's like we're on a honeymoon again. Kaylee, come on, come Kaylee took over the baton from Lisa at the rosary and you know, it look amazing. Um, I think Lisa told Kaylee that it's like it's like we we feel like we're newlyweds again. She just came and restored everything that maybe the devil tried to steal from us and from our relationship. So I would just want to thank the Lord for you know, for all that he's done for us and given to us and you know, I mean well, yeah, um, I just wanted to be because I wanted to hold it like Lion King up here. In front of
2: the church, it always
1: looked amazing. Did you need help? Yeah, I, I think I'm just gonna pray over a blessing, and then I'm just gonna hoay the mic into the crowd, and whoever wants to, as I believe. we're going to come begin song. It means we stick with it, yeah. Yeah, our Father, we we just thank you so much. ...for this precious gift that you 've given us, Lord, and you know, 've given it to us in abundance, Lord, um, we thank you for a healthy baby and a healthy mommy, and we thank you that you know, she she will serve you all the days of her lives, all the days of her life lord and and we just we just come and, and bring her before you, and we offer her back to you, Lord God, and we say thank you that you 've entrusted her to us, Lord God, but she 's yours she 's not ours. And Lord, I pray that you would lead us and you would guide us, Lord God, um, in raising her um, as a God-fearing woman and a, and a woman that really serves you and lives close to your heart, Lord God. Um, I pray for wisdom, Lord God, and you said in your word, if we ask for wisdom, you'll give it to us. So Lord, please give us wisdom, Lord God, as to how to raise her, Lord God, and, and how to bring her up in your ways. In Jesus' name. Um, yes Father we just thank you for this blessing God we thank you Lord that you have planned her, you've created her Lord you've woven her together Lord and you've loved her so deeply Lord Um, I'm just experiencing such an intense deep love Lord and and intimacy God And thank you Lord that that is how you are with Ingrid L Lord and Lord she's going to know your love Lord we bless her with a knowing who you are Lord and a deep um reality of your love for her lord and that she's gonna love intensely lord
3: she's gonna love others intensely lord um mm. um yes lord i just saw a picture of of light shining on her in stormy seas and the sailboat is is um is surrounded by the light, Lord, and not, and the the waves and the storm um, doesn't affect her um, in the the calmness that she has um, in Your light. So, uh, I pray, the Lord, that You will shine Your light upon her, um, that she will live all the days of her life in front of You, Lord, and she will experience Your peace and Your calm and Your life. Um, as, as she uh, navigates life Lord you are with her and you will be with her and I thank you for that picture that she can one day grab hold of Lord and praise you for that
0: Oh Lord so we bless this little baby we bless Ingrid as a congregation we bring her before you and we say Lord behold your little daughter thank you for folding your everlasting arms around her and keeping her safe from every wind that might blow in her life on planet earth there will be a fire in her heart from heaven that will direct her and we bless her in the name of jesus amen Amen. this is now your chance to Yo, we celebrate you guys. philippians 2 from verse 2 complete my joy by being of the same mind having the same love being in full accord and of one mind do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit but in humility count others more significant than yourselves let each of you look not only to his own interest but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. What verse 6 simply means is Jesus does, did not walk with his status as a badge. He was free from constantly, you know, on earth. You speak with me, you speak with respect. <laughs> Though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped or cling to. All right, let's go on. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant and being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient. And he continued in that unto the point of death, even death on a cross. And therefore, God has highly exalted him. The great paradox of the Christian life of the kingdom it's the humble that catches the eye of the Father and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. John 13 jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from god and was going back to god rose from supper he laid aside his outer garments taking a towel he tied it around his waist and then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples feet and to wipe with the towel that was wrapped around him that's hard for us to understand we don't walk between towns anymore we don't have Super dirty feet, and we don't have people washing our feet. But here, the lowest of the lowest servants would have the task to wash the feet of visitors because those feet were stinking. Doesn't he want a toe jam? No, die. And the animals were walking on the roads, and they, they didn't have public toilets. The animals, they just, and, and, and here he is, did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped or cling to, and he does the unthinkable, ushers aside, the lowest of the lowest servants. We're looking at the humility of Christ in action. What we need to ask ourselves is, what is in my way to obtain that? We don't gain a lot by looking at the humility of Christ there if we don't ask the Holy Spirit to bring it here. We're not here to gain knowledge. We are here to love Him in a way that we become like Him. And, and my heart for this morning is to ask the question, what is true humility and where, do, where does one find it? And I believe this is a very important question. And I think that one day when we reflect our lives, when we sit with God, that this will be a a big part of a conversation. Now, I want to take you on a detour. You know I always do, but I want you to just stick with me. I want to make a statement and take it from there. If humility is a plant, identity is the soil. Right? If humility is a capital then identity is the country you cannot divide you cannot take the two from one another if you want it to be real and deep if you want it to be like a dress rehearsal we can act humble yeah that's fine but if we want to become it we have to go to identity jesus being in the form of god did not count the quality of god a thing to be gross okay it speaks to identity first now i want to take us on a little bit of a journey Please don't tap up. Some of you like this, some of you don't. I'm sorry. Um, Ingrid will grow up to like my ways. Praise the Lord. Can I have an amen from Ingrid? let's talk about identity we're going to bring it back and land it strongly in humility but I, I want to take us on a journey because this is a conversation that's going on around the world and what i want to do is i want to bring some of the forces out there in here talk about it and then land it devotionally where where i feel we should end i want to talk about identity what is identity now in short I studied into this, so I'm borrowing a lot of these things. I'm going after what's going on in the world. What is the world doing to us and to our children with identity? What's God's heart? And then we'll take it to the humility of Christ. So let's let's embark on this journey. Humility is your self-understanding of yourself and how you feel about that. So, sorry, no, identity is that. I said identity of humility. Identity is your self-concept of yourself or your self-understanding. Who are you? What's your answer? and how you feel about that. So a part of identity is whether you are strong in what you feel yourself to believe or weak. So, you know, sometimes when when we live like that, someone might say, you've got identity issues, which might be like a joke, but there's some truth in it. Because identity is both your self-conception and how you feel about that. Now, in the world, I'm going to put it in two boxes, but there is movements in between. But for the sake of a conversation, follow me. In ancient cultures, this is a one box. You found your identity by complying with the community. Now, South Africa and rural places around the world, I I put it in the ancient box, still moves like that, especially if it's traditional and small and very family bound. Your identity is found in the face of your community. Werner, Yes is my son. ek is a boer, jy a boer. Ek weet jy hou van but maar, ja is a boer, want ek is a boer. I don't have any more sons. I've got three daughters and you. What we need, what, what do you bears need, is for you to be a farmer. What I do now is I self-sacrifice some of the other things in my heart and I become a a farmer. And once I get 21, 22, 23, the community say, wow, that's such a good man, that farmer Werner. And I have found my identity. I have made some sacrifices for my community. I've walked into my place and there's my identity, my approval. Yes, I'm a good old like a boer. And what I did is I had some stuff, but I... I had decisions to make, but I sacrificed some things in order to find my place in my community, which is the ancient way, But you still find it in South Africa, especially in the South of America, farming communities. This is where you find your identity. So what I need to do is, if I sacrifice and I perform in light of what my community needs, I get the stamp of approval, and I start to wear the clothes... I wear the watches, I've got khaki, I start to hunt, because now I am starting to live in my identity. I know I'm making a little bit plastic, but just move with me. In the modern or the postmodern era, identity takes a different form. Now, you have to listen up, because this, in this town, and we're close enough to Cape town and we are metropolitan enough this is what's going to come for our children not the previous one you find your identity in how you push against your community don't tell me i'm a boor i will tell you who i am i identify as this this is who i am and, and i put it out there for the world and i am waiting for a community to say well done it might not be those around me but as long as someone says you are brave I find my identity by asserting myself against my community. Are you with me? If you've got children, Aramon is welcome. It's your battle. This is a term which a man much smarter than me, I'm... I reference names every now and then so you don't think I come up with this thing by myself. A man called Robert Bella gave it a, a word, expressive individualism. The highest form of identity is you expressing yourself. You decide what you want and you're going after that. That's your identity. Right, these two forces have played a part in identity in your life and in my life, if we think about it. Now the problem with that, let's start with the modern one. The problem with that. I'll give you a few examples. Is When I I was 15, I wanted to express myself in a certain way because I thought I knew what I want from life. But when I was 19, that changed. What changed? I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 18. Already I changed under the age of 20. When I was 23, I just finished my studies and I... The way I wanted to express myself. I thought this is what life is about and I wanted to go after it. But that changed between 24 and 26 because at 25 I married. Can you see what's happening to me? Constantly in the next phase of my life, I think it was foolish what I wanted in the previous phase. When I was 29, I moved with my wife up to sekunda to plant a church and I thought this this and this is important. And then my son Caleb was born. And then my world changed. Now that is important to me. Last year, we had a surprise pregnancy. Everything changed again. (laughs) Each time I look back five years and I think, man, I was foolish. And what the world is telling our children is to find their identity and what they think they need to express themselves right now. Here's the question every heart asks. We're going to get to humility. Bear with me. Is there a hand that can come from heaven and rest on my shoulder and tell me who I am? Is there someone out there that I adore from the depths of my heart, that knew me from the day I was conceived and before, see my whole life before his eyes? That day when I got married, he sees it in advance birth of my children, the death of family members, who knows me in such a way that if he would put his hand on my shoulder and tell me who I am, it would be the truth. That's what every heart is looking for. I want to I play around with a little bit. I know sometimes when, it, when you make examples too plain, there's pitfalls, but I don't mind the pitfalls this morning. In Secunda, the, the pressure of the community on the young men is they must, as soon as possible, get into a 4x4 vehicle. Now these men work for nothing their appies but as soon as they qualify, it's not a big salary, but it's a big jump from 5,000 to I don't know 13. I'm thumb sucking. But the day they qualify, they arrive at the rugby club with a new vehicle, which they cannot afford to keep up or hold. With the rest of life, they're still living with their parents. Their parents might put in the field. But what is happening? I'm trying to find my place in the face of my identity, in, of my community. And in that community, the sooner I can get into my 4x4, four four, the better. Now, nothing wrong with 4x4. Four four. I'm just explaining how real the dance with community and identity is. Are you with me? There's a pressure there, and it has an effect on the people. I've been in Secunda eight years. The lay of the land differs from place to place as well. The enemy is coming for you, to redefine yourself, to shift you from your identity of the Lord. In Secunda, in the eight years when I lived there, I never heard, I can't remember. I asked my wife last night, and we couldn't remember. I didn't heard it once. Now, before I say what I did not hear, hear me out. In Secunda, there's 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 poor people working, the ground workers, and there's extremely uh, 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 well-off families where both husband and wives are senior engineers in Sassel. And many of those people are friends. I never heard this line once in Sekunda. Ons gaan ons I never heard it once in eight years because there's different forces there. I walk into my kitchen because I moved into a house here six months back. I walk into my kitchen and I'm dissatisfied because the lay of the land is different here. I hear it everywhere. (laughs) Now, what I'm trying to say is I think I know what I want, but as soon as I move community, everything changes. Is there a hand that transcends is time that can come from eternity, rest on my shoulder and tell me who I am, because I am dancing to this tune and then I'm tempted to dance to that tune. Are you with me this morning? Where's the eternal hand to come down on me? Right. We're getting to humility in a second. Now, what does the gospel prefer the ancient way? or the modern way none both ways of finding your identity in this world needs you to perform to obtain it scenario number 1 if i make self sacrifices and i perform and i become a good buddha the community is going to say well done i conformed i performed to conform to my community on the other side if i perform if i assert myself i tell you what's important to me and i work really hard and i become i don't know an an image of something and and everyone says yes 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 as soon as i perform i found my identity no 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 the gospel is different read with me but god being rich in mercy because of a great love with which he loved us Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Your identity in the Lord is not achieved. It is received. This this changes everything. I'm going to build it to humility. This year changes everything about you. What you are is not by your performance. It has been gifted to you. Your identity in the Lord is not achieved. It is received. Romans 8, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. By when we cry, Abba, Father. The story of you finding the everlasting hand on your shoulder works like this. You are a baby, one day old crying, not knowing where's milk, where's mommy, where's daddy. And the everlasting hands comes onto the scene and picks you up and says, you are mine. Your identity in the Lord, it is received. It is not achieved. It's very important. We need to get this. Just play around with it a little bit more. I want to backtrack again. Let's say I achieve my identity in the community. I've worked really hard to be a good person in the family. People are saying good things about me. And if I, if I boot well, okay, if I'm doing well, I'm starting to think, man, I'm actually quite good. I'm really achieving my place in this town, in this identity. I'm really doing well. But that person, that one robot, scum. I have worked, puppy, to to get myself there, but that person's lazy. What is happening to me? I'm becoming filled with pride because I really believe that I've performed my way into my identity. If I am the guy at the robot with nothing, you don't know what happened to that person. I don't know. I'm just freestyling him. Bear with me. And he looks at the Buddha. and he thinks he must perform. That man feels like a failure. There's no hope for him. How will he ever be able to achieve? Where is his hope? So when we follow, when we take the bait of the world, we end up in despair or with pride, one of the two. Somewhere in between. Let's examine our hearts. To which tune are we dancing? Do you feel the everlasting hand on your shoulder telling you who you are? Or are you maybe doing well? In in performing to get your identity, watch out, it is a temporary thing. Search for the everlasting hand on your shoulder. It's everything. It's very important. Why is that important? I'm quoting this. If you receive your identity through the love of Jesus, two things will happen to you. You are humble into the dust because you realize you're a sinner and Jesus had to die for you. I was picked up like a baby. Someone had to do it for me. And what does it do to my heart? It crumbles my heart in gratitude before Him. The second thing I remember, yet at the same time, I am affirmed to the skies because He loved me so much that He came for me. I can have the brokenness of being humble before the Lord worth boldness at the same time you only find that in the lives of born again believers, it's nowhere else in this world it's nowhere else in the world that leads you to be humble to the point of being broken yet bold, full of passion that you can conquer it's only in our faith it's nowhere else and it is because your identity is received you could not work for it Are you with me this morning? How does that play out? Now, let's move to humility. I believe this. Let's go one slide back. Let's let's keep it there. I'm your pastor, right? I'm pretending now that's really something important. It's not. Okay. (laughs) If I believe I've achieved, I've come where I am by really being a good person from university, gave my life to the Lord, really got my stuff together and I've really worked my way up here. Praise the Lord for me and my you know, efforts. I really chose, made all the great decisions. I really, and you come to me and humbly accuse me of a sin. I will try and get away from that data as, far as, as fast as I can. Who are you to bring an accusation to me? What about your sin? Because you see, I've worked so hard to achieve my identity. Don't come and tell me I've got sin. In fact, I will go to other people and I will tell them, Can you believe what this person just told me? Got the nerve to tell me I've got sin? I've worked so hard for this record. but what if the everlasting hand has landed on my shoulder and I believe this in my heart if you come to me and I come to you, we go to one another and I say listen, you say listen there's something there that happened, I I saw you or I perceive I can say sit with me and talk with me why? because I am Affirm to the skies, yes, but I am humble to the dust. I've been picked up. It's okay. Come in. I went to a friend in this congregation a while back, and I challenged them. Normally, I, I speak on how people challenge me because I do sin a lot. But I went to someone, and I really challenged them on something. And you know what they did? They went and got their notebook. And they said, talk it through. Help me here. You know what's that? That's someone... That's got the everlasting hand on their shoulder, not afraid to be exposed. We are moving to humility. Humility is not being shy in a conversation. (laughs) Humility is being so secure in the love of God that once your brokenness gets revealed, you're okay with it. You don't have to be the loudest voice because you're okay. This is very important. Now I want us to read this again. Now, (laughs) I wanted to ambush you. Sorry, it was my agenda. And I want to read this following verse again. Read with me, uh, John 13. Before Jesus stoops down and takes the lowliest form in that room, this is the comment from the writer. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him all things into his hands, that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper, aside out outer garment. What is verse 3 describing about Jesus? Jesus, being secured of his identity, was not afraid to take the lowest position. Identity comes first. Humility comes second. If I am not secured in my identity, you must serve me, that I can feel better, I need to know that I'm okay. If I am secured, I wash the feet, you wash the feet, William wash the feet, opportunity to serve, please, reporting for duty. Where do we find humility? Where do we find humility? You find it in the soil of identity. That's where you find it. Amen? Jesus goes, I I hope we can see it one day in heaven on the big screen. Battle with Satan, toe to toe. 40 days of fasting. What happened just before he goes out? He got baptized and then a voice came, the everlasting hand. You are... You're not my son after you cook him in the battle. You are my son. Identity is achieved. And then he went out and got the job done. Same for you. Identity comes first. It is received. Paul writes, he says, I've been crucified with Christ. What is he doing? He's explaining, he's commenting, he's dictating his identity to us. He's saying, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. He goes deep, he says, that's who I am. And now, the life that I now live, I live by faith in him. It is settled first. This is who I am. There was a part of me that wanted to achieve. I did all these achievements, but then I realized, that's me dancing to the tune of my society until the everlasting hand came on me this is who i am crucified with christ the life i now live looks different how will we be able to follow the humility of christ in our life here the one way is it's gonna clear the eh? I can give you a list of things that we believe humble people do. Okay? So when you come here, you greet people. It's the right thing to do. Okay? Uh, if you are young and they are senior people, get to the uh, end of the coffee queue. Right. We can train one another to act humble, but we will never change in our heart unless we go to identity and we ask the Holy Spirit to tell us who we are. We don't need a list and the father says Isaiah 66 that says the Lord heaven is my throne the earth is my footstool what is a house that you would built for me and what is the place of my rest all these things my hand has made And so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. You can give me nothing, is what God is saying. I own everything. But but pay attention. But this is the one to whom I will look. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. Catches the eye of a father. And then Jesus Steps into our lives. I'm going to leave us with two challenges almost. Are you still with me this morning? Why not, sir. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. That's his humility. Okay? Be like me. It's his invitation. And you will find rest for your soul. Part of that rest, definitely. Who am I? Where is the everlasting hand? In Secunda, I tried to dance to this tune. Before that, I lived in Cape Town, tried to dance to that tune. Now I'm here. Where will I find the everlasting hand to rest on me and calm the storm in me forever? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your soul. And then he says something very incredible to you and me. If you are serious about this, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What Jesus is saying here. If you take the calling, the mandate, the life he gives you, if you take it, no, there will be another, there will be other offers as well, to the left and to the right. And then he's gonna come and present a call to you. He's gonna call you. There's gonna be a calling from, uh, just bear with me, from Secundas and be a calling from Amanas and be many, many others offering you. But he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And his promise is this. If you take him up on his word and you follow him, at the end of your life when you sit with him, you'll realize that was the road you had to walk from the beginning. Even though it might be a difficult thing here, a difficult thing there, what he's saying is my yoke for you is easy. All these other roads might present themselves as easier but they are even harder for you because remember I created you to walk in a certain way here it is now the moment you say we're talking about humility I thought I thought I wanted this I want to go here I thought I wanted to go here and now you come Lord and you say this the moment you take him you are exercising functional humility you are saying I thought I knew best but there's one that knows better and by faith you take him at his word humility is not being shy in a conversation humility is knowing that you don't know and you take him at his word father if this cup can pass from me please let it pass but I'm in turmoil I'm paraphrasing I don't see. I'm, uh, I'm sweating blood here, but you always see. So if it's your will, push me through because that's the right way. What is that? That's functional humility. I want to. I want to, but I submit. I'm going to end up with two things. How do I know whether I'm humble? Okay. First one: when your sins are being pointed out, do you kick up walls? Or do you present yourself humbly for repentance and growth? Humility is not shyness in a room. Okay. Let me answer this sometimes full of pride. Okay. So I just want you to know I'm not standing here and saying, listen, be as good as I am. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, let's take up a challenge. Amen. It's one way. that That's to know whether functionally, if you get offended every other week in church. Identity and humility not intact. Amen. He was looking for an opportunity to serve. He's not measuring the whole time what other people are doing. Right? Are you with me? Imagine, imagine having a pastor, and that's why myself and Andres and the team and all the small group, all of us need to guard our hearts. Imagine we slip here and I come here preaching for your approval. And I read the Bible and I see what God wants me to say, but then I measure, but, but then no one's going to come and say, yes, was And so I'm, I, I, I'm unsure of my identity, so what I am doing is I become flaky if it's true for me it's true for you can you sense the everlasting hand on your shoulder one more how do I know whether I'm humble when he comes to you with a life he wants you to live will you turn away from the road you prefer at that moment and trust him deeply that's the deep end that's when the scalpel goes very deep Here's the thing, you will want and need different things in six years' time, especially if you change towns, especially if you change countries. You will want different things than what you want now. You and I, we are susceptible to the... You know that, what's our to everybody: the Oblast and Danzy Mesa? Eh? The Piper. we can resist it we can say it's not true but it's true the town is playing and we are dancing i realized because i moved from many towns there's different tunes trust him the everlasting hand is on your shoulder he knows your deepest desire now which would be sustained five years, 10 years, 15 years, and at the end you'd say, I'm so glad I trusted him and not myself because I changed my mind so many times. Are you with me this morning? What is humility? Bowing the knee before the Father, knowing he's best, and then we do see it amongst people. We do see it in conversation. One example, when when I was uh, ready to give over the team in in secunda Uh, the pastor there is an incredible guy but he was young he was 26 and some of the elders have come with me for eight years they were 35 36 and some of them they were 60. and so the best moment i remember someone came in to help our team a little bit with a handover, uh, it's a spirit-filled man from another church. Actually, we just said, come, just come and look through our window and help us. And he sat down some of the strong elders and he said, For this pastor to make it, there will be times when you intentionally have to be weak in your gifting to give this man a chance. You know you can do this better than him. But in order for him and the church to succeed, you will have to be weak in your gifting at times. What is that? That's humility. I know I can do it better, but But that is something that is settled before the Lord first. Yeah, let's pray this morning. once we understand how we get our identity in the world uh, in the lord it is liberating it's liberating because you realize he did it for you it frees you up and what we see in the life of jesus is that he won the greatest battles against the enemy, went all the way on the cross. What we learn from his life is that we function stronger from a place of having our identity than trying on a journey to achieve it. So the invitation for each one of us is to take the hand on the shoulder, settle this thing. Who are you? It's my question to you, who are you? If you have to speak to your identity, who are you? It is received. That's liberating. Let's go and practice that. Can we get that? Yeah, that one. I'm just taking another minute or so. Forgive me. Imagine being married to that. I can be number two i can be strong i can be full of ideas i can be the leader yet man it's, it's okay to acknowledge when i'm wrong man i really messed that up you see the christian faith allow me to be weak before you and be strong at the same time imagine having friends like this and when you have conflict you sit down fighting for the relationships. Imagine operating in your family like that. This is only possible once identity is received and the humility sets into a heart with a confidence. Praise the Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way with your people. <clears throat> Do a deep work in this place this morning. just gonna minister to us as we sit this morning with a lot of people. I believe that there's people here that's carrying weight and it's got to do with us here and you don't have to carry that weight anymore you can put it down. The only hand that matters is the one that descends on your shoulder from eternity stop trying to live it up to those people it is too heavy you cannot please god and man at the same time put it down those things for some of us it's an opportunity to make just a peace a robust peace with the journey we are on here one of the saddest things Is constantly imagining yourself living someone else's life to the point you never live your own life. Never get that identity moment. You are sinful and that's why He came for you. But you are love to the skies. Some of us here, I know for some people I have to say, when are you going to start enjoying the life that God gave you? Look out of a window. Look into your home. Start enjoying your life. Settle this thing. That's the key here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Offload those weights and ask the Lord. Let's, where we are sitting, let's just ask the Lord to help us with this. Say, Lord, who am I? Pray that prayer. Say, Lord, who am I? I want to feel your hand on my shoulder. You tell me who I am. Show me again how I was adopted when you came that day and picked me up. Because you loved me. I'm love to the skies, man. I don't have to perform for people. I can go and serve people. Different game. I also just want to encourage some people there because it might be that relationally you've been used. If you feel you feel a break, you feel used like a flu lap. I want to tell you, you are loved by the everlasting one that came. Let that be the ointment on your broken heart in time being. Let that soothe you. You are loved by the most important one now, asking for healing in those areas where it's needed.
2: Okay. Okay. morning Church, I'm Rod. Uh The Lord has laid it on my heart this morning to just share with you a message that was brought this morning about humility. It was about 10 years ago. I've always known the Lord, but I gave my life to the Lord in 1996. But I always felt there was something missing, something really wrong in my life. I was a rebel, not a good man. I was selfish, proud and many more 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 things Um, then it was about 10 years ago the Lord things went really wrong in my life really wrong and I don't know why all my life I've known that there's two keys to life so for the a couple of nights I lay prostrate in my garage and I prayed about this I said Lord you've given me the first key. I know there's two keys. The first key was the key to eternity. I said, Lord, what is the other key? I audibly heard him about the third night that I was lying prostrate in the garage. He said, Lord, the second key I'm gonna give to you, that's the key to this life. It's called humility. Well, I carried on praying and I thought about it and I thought to myself, there's something I've got to do about this now. The Lord has given you a message. So I went back and I wrote down everybody's names. I looked at all the people, the friends, the people that I'd hurt in my life. And I decided, okay, it's time for me to make right with these people. And if one and all, I went to my children, I went to my ex-wives, I went to uh, everybody. And I bowed my knee before them and asked him forgiveness. I was then again in my garage again then, and I said, well then Lord, we've done it. But what's the big deal? I don't feel a thing. He said, Rod, what about your parents? My parents and I were at Loggerheads together for many, many years. I said, no, 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 Lord. Now you're asking too much from me. He said, well, it's your choice. The next day, I went to my parents and I bowed my knee to them. And you know, it was too, so amazing. It was like the whole world was lifted off my shoulder. I felt like I was floating. And God gave me the grace to live in humility. I do sin, but I'm I'm still a sinner. But He's he's an amazing God.
0: We all need a garage like Ron. (laughs) Before we go this morning, do not you take a moment to turn to someone and say, "What is God saying to you this morning?" If you are here with a friend or a spouse, if you want to sit alone, that's all right. Won't you just turn to your friend and say, "Hey, what's what's uh, popping up in your heart?" And you could maybe ask, "Hey, can I can I pray with you?" Um, ask prayer or offer prayer, and l- let's just digest. We we rush so quickly. Let's force ourselves just to sit for two minutes and just maybe talk to your friend or your wife. Or Mom or dad, I'm giving you two minutes, then I'll dismiss the meeting. Thank you everyone for being here this morning. See you next week where we will be continuing with the mind of Christ. Uh, you've got the opportunity to serve your friend the coffee or tea on the outside. God bless you.